So I was polishing glass last night, and this couple stopped me, and they were like, hey, we got to tell you something. I was like, what's up? And I didn't really want to talk to them. They were like, yeah, so we were in line for the bathroom, and this kid cut me on the way to the bathroom. He just cut the line, and I was like, we're going to fuck this kid up. And they were like, anyway, um, as we were saying, and I was like, where is he? They're like, he's right there in the dining room. The kid was sitting at table 65. And they're like, yeah, he's wearing a gray black hoodie. And I didn't know they were talking about like a child. Like this kid was like seven or eight. And I was like, we're going to fuck him up. And they were like, listen, all right, so... She went in, I got cut, I went in after him, and the kid had pissed all over your bathroom. And right at that moment, I remember a time when I was seven years old, and I did that, and it was fucking hilarious until I got caught by my dad. I don't think I've ever embarrassed him as much as I had in that moment in my whole life. And then I turned and looked at the kid, and I was like, I want that kid to get caught too. So I started pacing up and down table 65, the 60s. I was in the 60s, and I just kept mouthing to the kid, I know you pissed. I don't know if anyone saw me do that. Probably would be a little weird, but nonetheless, I kept terrorizing the kid. And then I grabbed my manager, and I was like, this is the moment. This is the time where I get this kid caught for his pee-pee adventures. And so I was like, hey, come over here manager's like what I was like that kid he pissed in our bathroom but I mean like all over the place he's like what how do you know and I was like the couple over at the bar let's go talk to him we went over there the couple was gone they were just flat out gone and I and I wondered like what if that guy peed all over the place and just blamed it on the kid you know and had some sick thought of what if we could get this little kid in trouble the end nice dude this is the cut down version only a minute 56 so would you would you cut out you being a bitch yeah <laughs> just kidding just kidding to right into the show please go to riddle me this podcast.com Welcome back to Ritter Me This. My name is Ethan Ritter, and I have a very special guest with me today, Mr. Esteban Obergon of Stavian Films. What's up, dude? That was the coolest. This is you've always done that. What the whole no. intro? This that motherfucker. You, you like don't play know me like that? That was yeah. incredible, dude. That Thanks. was like, did you rehearse that? That was really good. Uh yeah, I've been doing it kind of the same here for a little bit, but you know, I think I might throw a story in on. Uh, I, I have a restaurant story that I recorded late night, so I apologize for it, but it's it's a good one. So trying some new things out. Um, all right, so you're asking about the Survivor vid. Uh, this is the cut down version of it. Um, and you, you can see right here that I basically get these shots in. Um, and then it'll change right here. And then it'll just show bartending. And then it'll show the cut of mm -hmm. you getting... And this me. is just to show people who want to see the video. Without. Yeah, just because I'm like... Why don't you, know, you show them the full thing? Because sometimes I can tell that when they're watching the part with me shirtless talking about my collarbone injury, 
that they sort of get stagnant mm-hmm. and it's not it's not their job to cast me on the show mm-hmm. and it's like everyone wants to be a part of you know oh i saw it oh this or that or what mm-hmm. i was a part of it but most of the time when i show that to people if they want to see the full version i can be like yeah but if you want to see the goofy shit like you're seeing now and the mm-hmm. thing, you know, more of like a highlight reel naked and afraid yeah it cuts a minute off and i mean people don't have the best of attention spans yeah it's it's wild dude i was just trying to get through an episode of severance last night <laughs> and in like six minutes in i'm like trying to check my phone it's like dude put the phone down it's right. like you're a fucking child or i'm a child right now but it's weird because you you check your phone for like a couple seconds and then you look back up at a tv show and you're like what the fuck just happened yeah it's, it's like a trip. Dude, it's no wonder they're like yeah don't uh text and drive just i got this great app dude that actually like you set up this automation yeah on your phone where whenever you go to open instagram it triggers this thing that's like do you want to do it well it makes you like take a breath basically it's pretty cool okay yeah it's at least it just like more because right when you open instagram it like triggers a notification so i don't know i definitely find myself doing that too where you're like how the fuck did i just or even like for me sometimes it's smoking weed i'm just like smoking i'm like oh my god i'm smoking weed right now you right know? probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast but you whatever. can say weed pot whatever i don't want whatever i've <laughs> smoked on the podcast before yeah i guess i'm just a little bit uh you haven't been on the show, and I don't know if yeah, there's no, I any haven't. episodes. I think I took out all the DuTube uh, audio because I had those as like one through ten, mm-hmm. but they made no sense because it was like more like a video. DuTube, yeah, yeah, it was pretty random. If you didn't know what was going random. on, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" It was, it was like some Eric Andre <laughs> shit, you know? It was definitely yeah. like totally just left field. Like, yeah, I mean, I I loved that project, and especially like. Um, I don't know if anyone could see it on their video, but this is like one of the parts from it, the green screen and stuff like that that I use in my Survivor submission video. And it's like, dude, that was so much fun. Dude, but yeah. It, it took so much like yeah. time editing. Yeah. So I liked that it was like, it might be up there with Breaking Bad because they knew when to cut it off. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like 10 episodes done. I did a couple after that, but it just, it didn't have... Because after I did the interview with myself, it was like, you know, the next interviews were like, I forgot who was on next. I think I had like a social media influencer on one of them. Lord Filtor is what I Lord Filtor? Well, I named him that because he did deer face filter bullshit all the Hmm. time. And that's when I fell out of Snapchat. I was just like... I guess anyone could be good at it now. Fuck this. You were you were definitely on like a, a wave of of creativity that I you know I feel like you were, it was almost like you were super free. You didn't give a fuck. I didn't. You were pushing all the boundaries. I did, and it was cool to see that level of creativity where it was like every time that we saw you when we would come on tour, it was some new shit. It was really interesting because I mm-hmm. like it was I was just meeting you then too, so I was like, this guy's fucking nuts. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like so wearing I... wizard masks. <laughs> you know? Explain. Uh, cheers, by the way. Yeah, cheers. So, this is straight vodka, liquid death. Liquid death, hit us up. Um, they are our new target. Cheers, dog. Cheers. Yeah, they're in our t- we're coming for you. You're a target. Mm-hmm. So the backstory of how I know this gentleman sitting across from me yeah. is um, I used to play in a band called Something Like Seduction. Uh, we were, you know, a mid-sized touring band around the country for from about 20 uh, I don't even know the years, but I was 22 to 26. I'm 29 now. But anyways, okay. we traveled around quite a bit. Um, it was me, Connor Shea, Tyler Cunningham. Nick Gella was also a part of the band when we were in college. After college, we started touring um, pretty much six months out of the year. We'd probably do like 
three three stints in Denver, you know, like every year at least, maybe two or three. Stints? Is we that would just come play like little runs? Is that here. what you? What is that? Is that I don't know. Gig? Runs, stints. I just decided to use. Well, I've never said stints before. <laughs> Usually they say runs, so okay. it's a run. But or, like you guys are running out past. Denver. Oh, we would do the whole country. Yeah, we would do the whole country, but we would come through Denver. You know, Absolutely, three or four times a year, and then we would stay with you. And right, we would stay in your mom's basement. Joe, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Shout out. Ginger but that's and how Ted. it happened. You're right. The key part of the story is our friend Joey Gutos, who plays in a band called Sunset Voodoo. He came on tour with us mm-hmm. because we used to have a fourth piece in the band, which was a crucial element to like a lot of the stuff we like to do. Mm-hmm. We could rip it up as a three piece, but the fourth piece was always super nice. Joey Gutos, fantastic guitarist, came on tour with us and was friends with you mm-hmm. and connected us. And I think yeah. it was the first time we met you. It was. And I had, all right, so I remember we met at a park by my folks' house. Mm-hmm. And because you guys had the van and you weren't really sure where to go yet. And I think I was coming home from somewhere. Anyway, I meet you guys in the parking lot, and I kept, like, he kept, Joey kept saying, like, you got to meet my friend Esteban, like, he's in charge. Basically, he's the drummer, but he kind of runs most of the operations, and I have, like, a fascination with, you know, music production and bands and stuff like that. So I kept going. I, you were the last person that I guessed was Esteban. I, like, went up to Connor, and I'm like, are you Esteban? He's like, nope. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up, Ethan? Go to Tyler. Hey, you Esteban? Nope. I was like, are you sure? With the Conquistador? Like, why uh, did you, why was it the last person you guessed? What was it about? Well, okay. So Connor was like the first out of the van and just had like, you know, the front man kind of vibe. Yeah. The lead singer swag. Exactly. Yeah. But I didn't know that like Esteban was on drums at the time. So, Esteban like, was on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like I meet him and then I go, no. So then I look over at Tyler who usually rocks like the. The mustache and like yeah. soul patch conquistador. Conquistador is a great That's way to right. describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> so he's like, no. And then I finally meet you. And I'm, and then I'm like, hey, guys. All right. So here's the deal. I have the dute tube, uh, which is old show I used to do. D-U-T-E-T-U-B-E. Don't look up dude tube. The reason I had to get rid of it is because I told someone to look up dudetube.com. And I can they, only imagine. Gay porn is what they said. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. man, I should have thought about that one before I... You know, bought the domain <laughs> of YouTube. It's a pretty uh, easy slip. It is a Freudian slip. Do they call it? Yeah, it's pretty easy. So anyway, I One have word you guys. Away. Yeah, I have you Let guys it. over to my folks' house. I was living there at the time, and I had turned their basement into like a like essentially just like this epic studio. It was. I mean, dude, I it had, was super open, and it was it had that big divider, so I had like living room. It was it was it was the coolest setup I'd ever seen. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. This Dude, is where we where we're staying. I mean, honestly, this is a great setup, but like this you know, is a fantastic setup too, you. right? This is awesome. But it so, was so open and big and nice. It was like, oh man, it was great. Yeah, in the future, if I had like a space, you know, or when I have, I'm gonna like fucking deck that shit out. And I I know that like, you know, one on two or one on one interviews, like we used to do them like sitting and facing the camera, and it's fucking trippy because you almost stop having a conversation. Yeah. Because everyone's like, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, it's like kind of like this, like video shell shocked, where like they, oh, that's being recorded, and people yeah. focus on it. Nowadays, yeah. you and I especially are very used to just having it run in the background. Mm-hmm. But like one of the things that I had you and the rest of the band uh, do was like I just to explain to everybody, this is the first time I've met Esteban, and the randomness and the creativity that we were going through at that time i had like you know been living in the parents basement and i found this old pair of like athletic compression shorts shout out legends no um (laughs) 
Anyway, I had this old pair of compression shorts, and I went to like you know test the elasticity, and it, it like went, and I was like, oh shit, I'm saving this for the show. So I remember one of the gigs, one of the bits in the fucking episode was that I pulled these compression shorts out of like nowhere, and I just go, you guys listen to this, and I went. And I stretched them into the my mic, and then all of a sudden I said, "All right, let's all just try these on." Do you remember that? I I, I don't really remember because we right. were kind of fucked up, but I, we were really fucked up. Uh, we were putting these compression shorts on over like our pants, and then like modeling <clears throat> them in front of the camera. So you'd get up, go put on the compression shorts. I think I kind of remember that. I so, think I kind of remember that. Yeah. So like uh, I sped it up so it wouldn't like lose people, but I also put the chicken dance song. Oh yeah. And no, I remember that. So one funny thing about that is that that's the reason that that uh, video got flagged on. Cause the chicken dance song. Yeah. So what I had to do was I grabbed that song and I put it on Ableton and I slowed it down and then I played a real, Really, really overly shitty. It wasn't even the right notes, like uh, guitar riff over hmm. it. And then when I did that, bounced it, put it on, and it was safe. It was safe because it was nice. like my own creation, even though it kind of wasn't. Um, right. But that was the first time that I met you, and I don't know, was that 2016 or something like that? Something like that, right? It was a while ago now, definitely. Yeah. But that was that was we had a lot of those kind of like wild creative nights for sure. It was super super fun, man. It was always a different. Uh, <laughs> A different experience yeah i mean dude i every time i would have you guys back it was like how do i outdo the last time you guys met and it was kind of a personal challenge it was me. very eric andre i feel like you were very much on like that, i was that micro like self-produced level of an eric andre which yes. i feel like it was a huge huge um he was a big inspiration for, you. Yeah. for like that dude to it's a very interesting style of humor but like once you understand kind of what's going on with it you're like oh shit there's no sense to any fucking thing that's going on here yeah this is us dude look at <laughs> look at me <laughs> you're like that's esteban the guy with the fucking floral hat oh there's just a weird little thing in there it said december 5th 2016 oh man, man look how young we all look that's you got so funny. hair flowing out the fucking hat brother yeah See, bro conquistador what did I tell you? Conquistador, yeah. It's, yeah, it's he's totally... always rocking that dude. He should, Tyler should dress up as a conquistador for Halloween at least <laughs> once every couple of years. The fucking holding two beers is so like scummy, yeah, well, but like. <laughs> well, okay, so we were, we were playing a game called Wizard Staff where. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> all right, Wizard Staff is when you have like a can of beer and then you finish it and then you add the next one on top and duct tape it. So by the time you're shit like canned, you fucking have a huge staff. Yeah. And the rule is is that if you drink the number of beers as to your age, which was easier when you were 19 and 20 doing yeah. this. Yeah. Matt, I'm 33 right now. <laughs> how fucking high that would be. You'd but, be dead. <clears throat> yeah, you 33 would. beers? Oh, my and God. The, you'd be maybe, in a bad place. Maybe if you started, you know, at, at like 24-hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah 24-hour <laughs> bender. You had some PEDs, you know. Anyway, if you drink the, uh, if you drink the fucking... Number of your age, you become a grandmaster wizard. That was oh man, yeah. And grandmaster wizards were always fucked up. Um, I can imagine so. That's a lot of beers. Yeah. So all right. So we were we we had mentioned a little bit of product placement with Liquid Debt, mm. and uh, I do want to shoot something with with you on that. I am actually wearing the same five inch inseam shorts. They're high. You, I don't even know if that is cutting. I think it I, I think off. it might. You might see some short. I'm not sure. Here. Nice. Just Boom. The legend shorts. 
Yes. Legends, baby. Legends. I had <laughs> my friend Christina texted me uh, a couple days after I posted that, and she just said, Legends, baby. <laughs> People have been loving that, dude. Uh, yeah, it's a nice so, little commercial. Yeah, we do want... Oh, this is funny. I had you guys react to nothing at the time, and we're all just screaming, and <laughs> then <laughs> Demonic Naked Ethan is on the green screen, which at the time, I had... The green screen just looked like like that, so it it you couldn't tell for the most part, you know, when the first part of this was going. But and this is like <laughs> the first night I think we met you, and we're I'd just probably known you for an hour. Yeah, up to and this we're point. doing ridiculous shit. I think Joey was like, guys, I mean, Ethan is Ethan, so you'll mm-hmm. you'll get to know him when you get to know him. We're just gonna have a lot of have fun. an open mind. Look at this. This is fucking good stuff, dude. Look at us, man. Pure. It's super fun here to see this kind of stuff, man. We were just rolling with it. It's super cool. You know, you just like... A lot of people don't know that the Dootube actually still exists. It's under Ethan Ritter Comedy uh, on on YouTube. But I've had a couple friends that like, you know, I'll be like, you ever want to watch something really fucking random and get high? They're like, yeah. And I'll send them a couple episodes. It's like, I love it because especially like with Joey, yourself, and like... There's been other people that have been on, uh, like the lapse in time, you know, to go back and look at yeah, like not great. only what you look like, the stuff you're doing, and it's like there's so few views on these videos that it's like if if I ever you know surface to the point that I want to, or you know whatever, if if these things are in the bank, these are great, fucking to have. gold. These dude. are great to have, dude. Yeah. I was just thinking, bro. I don't know what the fuck happens to all my hats. I have all these awesome hats I've just bro. lost over time, dude. Yo. I have no fucking clue. Product placement. I just got these in the mail. What is it? It's Melon. M-E-L-I-N. Melon. M-E. So they're fucking dope, dude. What and are they geared to? What, what are, who is well, their audience? Th- they're made in California. And I Americans? Think, yeah. Camo? Well, I mean, they they have another one. Like, I think the main thing is that they all float like really well. So like, they're used for a lot of fishing, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, that's cool. But like, the way that they like fit it's it looks good thanks looks like a nice material too so i have i have another one and like i put them on for the first time i like waited till i got in the shower and i'm like i'm not gonna put this on my sweaty head mm-hmm. put it on and i was like yo i'm gonna buy another one like tomorrow they're great hats they're fucking sick they and look good um i know what you're talking about with like losing hats how something about them dude dude they're and especially easy to lose. if the, if you like them and they fit really well yeah i don't know who the who gave me that hat but i loved it because it had that like black brim but underneath it had the floral so it kind of like matched it was great yeah super super cool but definitely <laughs> lost a shitload of stuff on tour and um, got some stuff you know for randomly. sure connor and tyler's clothes my primarily that's <laughs> I primarily the only mean, things I, I took from tour i uh don't think i have well i guess on the bottom of my phone i have these like See that little printout? Yeah, those little labels. Yeah, and it just has my name, phone number, and email. I need to do that for all my gear, my, my production gear. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely, dude. So, like, my, my friend was like, we have one of those label makers at work. Yeah. He was like, I just buy the rolls. I bought, like, three rolls and just had my name, email, phone number. Yep. And just hit, like, 100 copies print and did that a couple times. So, I have a bin of them so that if i get like a piece of equipment you just stick it on yeah it's nice especially like that. microphones and shit like that if you're little touring. stuff yeah and yeah and like, that's yeah. mine it's like everyone has the fucking s and the 58 yeah. yeah exactly yeah these sound great dude whatever you got it running through they sound really it's, good it's mainly the compressor that i'm running through this yeah it sounds really nice thanks dude good stuff um <clears throat> Oh, remember this little dream part where I'm dressed as like either the dude from the Big Lebowski or Jesus, and I get in this fake accident. Um, 
I don't. And, and I don't oh, I'm bl- I'm blind driving. So, <laughs> You're blind. Yeah. So a little bit before this, I saw That's a incredible. sign that said "blind drive ahead," like a bl- <laughs> and I said, "The blind are driving ahead." And then I get in this fucking. I wish you could hear the fucking audio in this, but because I'm going through. <laughs> look at how stupid this is, dude. This is incredible, though, dude. This mm-hmm. is where it's at right here. This, um, where <laughs> this is where it started, you know? Yeah, dude. What, is, like, what, what was the inspiration for this? Like, what were you getting well, all these ideas from? Uh, so I was so goddamn bored living with my parents. I think at the time, I wasn't having much sex either because it's like... Yeah, that'll do it to you. Yeah. It, like, I Elon Musk the fuck out of that, dude. Like, you know, I was bezos in, as they say. And what, what does that what do you mean That means that? that, like, you know, you, you were, get you get kind of lazy when you have, like, your own place you could bring a girl back to or something like that. But if it's, like... You're living in a place where, like, okay, my parents are out of town. This is my fucking moment. I'm right. living in a basement, you know? Right. My parents, you know how my parents are. And so it was either I would have to go out to their place, you know, but it wasn't, I don't know how to explain it. I think that was more of a joke, but like I was kind of confined to this area where, like, I was still, you know, an adolescent, rebellious, you know, I'm like 26, 27 in this. Um, yeah, we were super young. Yeah. And so, I'm like, you know, I'm very creative. I'm, you know, fresh out of moving back to Denver. A lot of like old friends are coming back into my life. And I just started stand up comedy. So a lot of this stuff was just like, if anything in my head was creative, I was kind of writing it down for the purpose of, I want to see this on the show. Cause mm-hmm. when I was watching Eric Andre, I was like, that's the funniest thing. I bet that he just has an idea, texts himself, mm-hmm. and then follow throughs later. Yeah. through. Yeah, and that's a, I feel like that's something I heard recently too where it's like people who are actually making moves, they spend a lot of time thinking, but they spend an equal amount of time actually taking taking action equal? on that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Maybe even not if not more. If not more, for sure. Yeah. But I think that like you need to take the moments to sit there and think and plot, but also like you could just never do anything. One question that I asked somebody recently that I want to ask you, but I didn't really get a, an answer I not liked, but just wanted. a straight answer. <laughs> um, why do you feel like you make shit? Cause I why feel, do I create? Yeah, like, well, what is it that compels you to do it? Like, from it's, <laughs> we'll get Tyler chewing. I, I dude, have, yeah, this is what I remember specifically from there. Whatever the fuck that right, was, I think I'm gonna chip get back my to that tooth. I'll get back to that question. I had a bag of Coca Cola gummy bears that I had had in my car, and they melted together into one giant patty mm. of gummy bear. And That's so, what it was. yeah, I had Tyler, and he could barely get a bite off of it. So he loves that shit too. He's a big sugar guy. <laughs> All right, to answer your question, why do I create? I like, so I like the stuff that makes me like, you know, movies, production stuff like that. I remember when I was younger, I tried to do this video with my dad splicing together, like, um. I called it cool clips. Cool clips. And what it was was like uh, in the Sandlot, for example, one of the things is when he busts the shit out of that Babe Ruth ball, I was trying to get it to go boom, 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 like perfectly. But we were doing it with VHS. Right. So it came out clunky. Like one cut, you just hit record, and then it would take a second and go boom. And then it was a little clunky, but... Those early days of like, you know, anytime my elementary, middle school or high school would be like, or you could do a video project. I always thought it was fun to like do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing people's reactions, whether good or bad. Sometimes when I'm kind of like, you know, 
what do I amount to and stuff like that. And like, you know, you have those parts in your, those times in your life where you question stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll go back and watch these. And one thing that my, uh, I had, sorry, this is kind of a long story of an answer, but I had this, uh, guitar teacher. I had to take this, these bullshit credits my last semester at ASU. It It was intro to guitar and me and two other kids knew how to play very well. And I remember finishing this like project and my teacher came over, my professor, and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just trying to finish. And he goes, not a lot of people can say that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what, like finish this project? And he goes, no, finish anything. As an artist, Mm -hmm. a lot of things we run into, especially with music, is like once you learn like the intro intro of something, that you Mm -hmm. like get bored and you don't connect the dots. Mm -hmm. You've learned the full song, then you got that in your memory bank. And stuff like this creating... It's like I love that it never existed before, mm-hmm. and then it's like archived, and I can go back and look at it like we are right now, and just kind of like sit and think, like, man, I, you know, Garrett's video of the week, girls falling off rope swings. <laughs> it's just like so random, and it's good to look back on these and be like, I put a, I put a, a cap on it. Like I said, this is a finished project, and it's done, and I release it, and then whatever happens, happens. That's kind of what I like about creating. Um, yeah, I feel that it's the fact that like, you know, a lot of people might say like, oh, I could do that. But that then, then even the ones that could never do mm-hmm. and they never do it in the way that you would do it. Mm-hmm. And then like, say for stand up comedy, when I'm trying a joke and I'm getting a reaction and then I have this moment where I write the joke further on stage, it's like that would have never happened yeah. unless I would have totally. So I don't know if I answered. No, that. I totally feel it, man. It's it's the idea. <clears throat> Are you going to answer it for your? No, I, no, yeah, I can right if now? you want me to. I do. Um, I think I can. Ver- I can very much relate to that. I feel like there is something about creating something that never existed before. Creating something like taking this idea. I I like what you were saying about movies at the beginning too, where it's like the idea of being able to create something that transports someone somewhere. Yeah. I I really have grown this super appreciation for movies and films and what they do like for humanity it's it's one of the greatest things that's ever existed i mean it's it's so Film. so cool films like just just creating these incredible pieces that like transport you inspire you move you i mean it's like so to be involved in any kind of that process is just like so mystifying to me you I know? know it's incredible and one one thing i've i've realized too is like over the past um few weeks actually i've been getting some a lot more editing gigs i usually like editing is is a tough Anybody that's in production, whether it's music production or video production, there's a portion of your job where you're just either you're comping vocals or you're doing selects for video and you're just putting something together. But what you described, seeing like actually editing something together, when you finally see it come together, it's so satisfying. Like I it's, know. And when you're editing something fun, it's just like, oh man, that was that didn't exist two hours ago. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? And going like, it's kind of like music where you're like, Okay, let's start at the beginning. And then you yeah. start at the beginning and then you build and build and build. Oh, this would be a cool part right. to add here. It's like that. Dude, yes. And there's this iterative process that I that like it's it's like you can't really I've been trying now that I've done it so many times, I'm starting to get a sense for it, but there's some there's a certain part of it that you can't plan for. I know. And it's like it's always for me like Usually when I, those are the best parts too dude, to yeah. come out. And when I, it's usually for me when like I, I'm, I edit something, it's like the first or second like very rough cut that I finally have rendered it all together, and then I step outside. And I watch it, um, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh shit, that part there!" And, exactly. it, and it makes the whole thing. 
Right. But like that, once like, you get it down on paper, and then and that's what I love about it. You can you can play like building block, rough, switch yeah. stuff around, yep, and then exactly. it makes more sense for even the shit that like this that doesn't really make sense. It somehow does. That process is so gratifying when you finally get it together, and you're like, <clears throat> you're like, wow, this thing fucking is is cool. It, yeah. it, it exists, and it also reminds me of like, um, I remember I was watching the Oscars one year, mm-hmm. and the the gal who won Best Actress for Twelve Years a Slave. The first person she thanked when she went on stage was the editor. She was like, I want to thank my editor, blank, 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 for bringing this film to life. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, she kind of went on for a tiny bit about it. And it's super cool because it's so true. I mean, the editor is really like, you need, the, you need, you need everyone in the, in the whole production process to really like crush out of the park. But the editor, it's like, dude, you, you, you got to like step up to the plate here, son. One, one misplace of a scene could kind of throw the entire like plot line. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, and there's so much that goes into it, like so many subtleties and things that like editors do that make films good without us even realizing. Yeah, that well, are. It's funny because uh, first of all, Twelve Years a Slave. I watched that with my one of my ex girlfriends and her parents, and it was mighty uncomfortable for yeah. a lot of that, dude. That's an intense movie. For sure. Yeah, it was. I never, uh, I never actually watched it. I didn't want, uh, I didn't want to see it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's a great film. It's just super fucking intense, from what I understand. Yeah, I was telling my cousin. Oh, here's the short part. See, I'm stretching those shorts out. Oh yeah. All right. Um, I was telling my cousin uh, about the Legends video, and he was like, "That was so awesome." And I was like, "It kind of reminds me of like, you know, like a production." You know, we'll be like, hey, let's film this scene on this day. And that might be the final scene that they use in the edit, but they film it first. And then the actors don't really know when things are, but they just go and they film it and stuff like that. That's what it felt like with you. Mm -hmm. We're like, he goes, man, you guys really cut to the point. And I was like, dude, we filmed for like 45 minutes and he put a 19 second thing together. Yeah. I think if I had, because you were like, it's going to be short. And I was like, thinking like maybe a minute. I didn't know it was going to be like, boom. Yeah, and we and we were pretty like loose with that one. I think one of for the sure. main things I've learned with creating things is like the, the, the pre-production process. The shorter the better for sure, but the pre-production process, actually knowing what the fuck you're going to film, say, and do, is like the is like not the whole process, but it's you can go out and film something with a friend and have a great time and put something together that's going to look good and it'll you know it you can make something good like kind of like we did. I mean, I knew you had the ability to improv. Mm-hmm. I knew I, I saw something in my head of like this kind of quick style cut video. Sure. But we didn't really have like anything like totally planned. I think like right. that extra bit of planning, even if it's not actually used, you just get all these ideas out, you know. And like it really, the imp- in my experience, it elevates projects. Yeah, and know? the impromptu, it's like the less direction you gave me, the better it came out in some points. But it was hard to like trust that. I mean, obviously it's improv, so it's hard to trust that process because yeah. there's none. A sometimes. huge part of the creative process too is like is super is super vulnerable because there's a lot of bad ideas you yeah. know like you got to be really comfortable with like just throwing out shit that sucks and yeah. then eventually something lands you're like <clears throat> but you can't you can't get there until you've sorted through all the shit obviously there's people that like they're super super funny and they're super well you know they, they've done this for a while and they come up with like, consistent funny ideas but that process of like is this funny is this funny like that's just it's vulnerable we'll it's, it's hard to put out it's hard to ask someone if something's funny and someone's like you know what it's not funny yeah. Like, all right. What about this? You're like that. That either. You know. No. <laughs> the, it, the. All right. I have the perfect that question either. answer for you. Okay. Is this going to be funny? Should always be answered with. We'll see. Right. You know, it's like right. Until you do it. Like, right. There's times when I have ideas for like 
um, one of my ideas for a stand-up um, bit, you know, I'm Italian, and I think that, like, the funniest depiction of what Italians are like is how the Japanese see us, a.k.a. Mario. Okay. It's like there's these two Italian blue-collar workers that take a bunch of psil- like psilocybin mushrooms, <laughs> and, and the whole point of their life is to chase down the hot blonde. You know what I'm okay, saying? Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so... Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm not really sure about, like, you know, what the tubes... and I mean, there's so much that I could joke about with that, but, like, unless... There's there's stuff that could be funny with that premise, mm-hmm. but it's all about how to like execute it and and formulate the funny and like tagline punchline it. And yeah, stuff funny's like tough, dude. Funny funny's is tough. definitely tough. You know, we we've been trying to, especially when you're this goddamn good looking. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you a question because I can tie in my answer and something fun to think about. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah, absolutely. I believe okay. in aliens, dude. And, and what in what way? Dude, I mean, I don't I don't want to say I think it's ignorant to not think that there's other stuff out there, but like if you just think of the known size of the universe, which is like fucking you can't even wrap your mind around it. Yeah. And just the sheer I don't know, it's just it, it's it's for me it's just impossible to believe that like in this known universe there's not an, another form of life somewhere. I mean, it's just I can't I don't believe that. I believe there are things out there. So I 100% do believe in aliens or extraterrestrial, whatever. Um, like you're saying, sheer numbers. And like a lot of people have said the whole thing, like, you know, when people visit or when aliens visit here, it's like that could be just us from like the future just checking yeah, in yeah. or like some sort of time thing. But what I always think about is like, if you were an alien and you came to Earth, some things that would be really fucking mind blowing are like dogs on leashes. And you're like, man, that's like, that looks cool. Like yeah, those things yeah. are like obeying dude. The like, I think about that ups. every day and I'm a human. I'm right, like, well, there's a fucking it. animal that we just hanging out. That doesn't like right, murder us. Think about this. If it is us in the future or whatever, people that are very similar, just based off like ecosystems and, and the ability to travel would mean that they have, you know, similar technology but one thing that they don't have is creation like art like we have like why do you say that because i doubt that there's another world war z with brad pitt in it well i think that i think that like maybe in an alternative universe but if you came to earth and you were like checking out what we had and you came in and you saw a piece of art like this you know or that or even listening to this it's like the possibilities are endless with yeah. like creation. I'd like to even challenge what you said to a sense. I feel like there's other sentient beings out there, conscious beings who are creating art. I know, but it would be very different, very different. individually. That's what like it always is. Totally, 100%. Yeah, maybe they don't have films. Maybe they have like another. I feel like there's got to be some kind of species that has a different form of art and shit. Well, yeah, just yeah. a different relationship with time and how they can yeah. interact with like the physical world. So I imagine that that influence influences the way that they have art, you know, yeah. the way they make art. You if know? I if I got to visit another planet with like you know a habitated habited, what am I fucking trying to say? Uh, an, an habitated, yeah. inhabited. I don't know. Yeah, a place uh, with life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to like go to one of their movie theaters and yeah. see what they get their rocks off on. Yeah, you know like what, what are you guys watching? Like, Exactly. Yeah. Like, can, what do you I mean? What are you creating? You know, that's something. I'm sure it's wild. I'm sure it's fucking. I bonkers. wonder if there will ever be like a like a full interplanetary 
interaction of like species. I wonder if we'll ever progress to that. You know, like if war is among us, then we would have to join up with the Gelgumons. Well, yeah, but seriously though, do you think that there will ever, ever, ever can't even talk? Do you think there will ever be a time where like we are Joint? not joining forces, but like communicating consistently? I like, would think so. In twenty thousand years, you know, so, when we're pro- I mean, we'll I probably get, be like I guess 000. if we're gonna like send people to mars that's like the first part of it so over the years and if you think about light years and shit like that and then being able to communicate that right back to earth simultaneously that it or like like decreasing lag of light years and communicating like that right that is a form of time travel in and of itself yeah 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 we'll but, definitely be able to fucking do all that the shit. more farther out we go in the future and stuff like that and the ability to travel in space I'm sure that at one point, you know, you know, you think about like, like interracial couples will think about like interspecial couples. Yeah. And like in, in the, you know, oh my God, you know, think about like left and right and people be like, that's bestiality in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like having sex with yeah. an alien. Yeah. I mean, I'm sh- damn dude. That's, and then yeah. what, what would those kids look like? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, he's wild. half. Half Esteban, half. It would look like that on your on your fucking shirt right there, that top left one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what it would look like. Nick Cage, Yoda. Yeah, that's what we would fucking start looking like for sure. Um, yeah, dude, uh, definitely believe in aliens, man. I, I so when I was in Arizona once, I uh, my friend said that he saw a UFO, and I was like, yeah, okay, Luna as Luna, their dog. <laughs> Who are you talking about, Connor? No, that says Luna. Oh, as Luna, oh their the, dog. The credits. Yeah, the yeah, credits, dude. Um, no, we were uh, we were driving on Lakeshore Drive and Roll in Tempe, and we I saw a UFO like because it was to me unidentified, and it right. was flying at a very rapid race uh, pace. And I remember looking up and be like, "What well, did you?" And he and my friend goes. Yeah, good luck explaining this one to people. You know what I'm saying? But it's like yeah. that could have been people with like a fucking night, you know, kite or a drone or, or some something. Shit. Yeah, because at the time drones weren't really heard of, but it right. was like whipping, and it took like a fucking weird like Z cut, and it was out. And there's we were, those videos of all that shit for sure. There. Yeah. So then it's like when you tell people that they're always kind of like, "Are you fucked up?" I'm like, "No, nah, I was like driving my friend around like we." And then it's like unless you have the proof. You know, and it's kind of the thing of like why I cut down the survivor videos because people just want to say that they've seen it and it kind of gives them this like, you know, identification or like tie to it. Yeah. I so unless you can like show people that you did witness it, you know, I just, I, that's not something I bring up in normal conversation. Like, yeah. So, oh, by the way, uh, in 2014, I saw some, you know what I mean? Like you never like, yeah. bring that up in casual conversation. And I feel like, like it's something people just don't like thinking about because I think it implies a lot of other things. People. Yeah. I think they're just like, ah, I don't want to actually think about that. I think I'd rather not know. Or like, I think it <laughs> they really, don't, they don't want to get probed y'all. I mean, it really starts to put it, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it really starts to put in a lot of things in questions. It starts to put in like a lot of the big existential questions people ask about God and shit. It's like, it really, I think trip a lot of people to fuck out it makes the stupid people try and think that's what it is yeah i don't think it would it would put people i don't think it would put people less at ease i, th- yeah. I don't think that's why people like want to oh, anyways yeah aliens are definitely i'd love i wish i hope that by the time that we leave this earth there's something where it's like yeah look at that there's like an interview with one of them you know yeah or like something like he, one of them's on joe rogan you know that would be, that'd be wild dude it. Or or Ritter me this podcast. I mean, yeah, bring him on. He can drink liquid death, dude. That's right, and wear legend shorts, mm-hmm. and 
wear melon hats, wear melon hats, and and eat uh, no man and land. smoke elf bars, elf bars, and sm- uh, eat uh, no man land beef jerky. That's another one I want to go after. Oh my god, yeah, you got all the products ready to go. Yeah, because you it. asked me, you're like, hey, what do you, what kind of like product would you like want to have sponsor Ritter me this, and that just started me thinking like, and then you were like, yeah, I could make some of that come true. Yeah, and then it would be beneficial, like we've talked about for both of us, for me to have content and you to have like a film resume and to say like someone goes i want to like film this thing but like i don't know who to go through and i might have another project for you because someone saw my survivor audition and uh it's my buddy steven durkin and his uh soon-to-be wife ashley he hit me up the other day and he's like yo would you guys mind uh would you mind helping us with uh, we want to audition for Amazing Race, and they've applied. Mm. Stephen Durkin's applied for Survivor three times. Wow! And I think they did Amazing Race once. Really? Like that? He's gotten a call back for a couple um, different shows. I think one of them was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. But um, I Damn. was like, Yeah, one hundred percent. We'll help you after the wedding. Um, and one hundred percent, I'm going to bring you on. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, do something like that. But it's kind of like you know. The resume building for you is like, if someone's like, I want to film this thing, and you go, oh, I have like a video. Let me show you real quick. It's my buddy Ethan doing a Survivor audition. Mm-hmm. And then they could get ideas and go, yeah, like it's something along those lines. So you have the capability of doing that. Mm-hmm. So these next projects that we're doing, um, and it's great to have you in Denver. Yeah, man. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's man. super, you. super nice to be here. Um. Uh, just to have these kind of, you know, things to, you know, someone goes, hey, I have a product like this, this honey, like you shot that honey mm-hmm. video. What's the name of them? Yeah, Bjorn's. I actually ended up not wanting to put that out. We were talking about that. Yeah. But yeah, I totally feel you, man. It's definitely nice to want to, it's nice to be in a place where we can make moves. It's nice to be in a place where there's people that are making things happen. I feel like being here in Denver has definitely been one of the, one of the biggest and best moves I've made in my life so far. I think sure. so, dude. It's dude. been, it's been fun having you and seeing like you, like it was fun to see the success that you had with something like seduction, but to see like, and it's kind of like you're coming here at the same age that I moved back, and then I started stand up comedy, and you're starting from the ground, like uh, Stabian Films. Mm-hmm. Am I? Is it Stabian Films or Stabian Production? Stabian Films. Yep. Films. That's it. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, you're starting Stabian. Stay well. Mm-hmm. Esteban, stay bien. I, I think I got it. There you go. Uh, you're starting from the ground up, and it's cool to see like it's make it or break it, do or die mm-hmm. mentality. And it's totally man, awesome. And so yeah, it's been wild, dude. It's it's been I've been here for six weeks, um, and <laughs> yeah, dude. So I moved from Phoenix. I was doing the production stuff, obviously in Phoenix, like. Whenever you're in a place for enough time, you have like enough word of mouth referral business to keep you going and make anywhere from four to 12K a month, but it's pretty unexpected. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I'm going to Denver. I'm going to move there. I want to create more of like an ecosystem of business locally that I can have because I was doing a lot of traveling and random gigs. Yeah. And dude, in the last six weeks, I've, I've like between connections and business that I've closed, I've, I think brought in over like 20K fuck yeah dude. which is pretty wild dude to think about that and like it's all been thanks to people that i know dude uh-huh. like honestly the work that we've done the work that like uh i've done with noah with my friend rachel that i met here like it's just it's cool to see how things perpetuate yeah it's wild dude i i came here like you said with nothing trying to like just totally prove to myself that i could just build a client base in denver and i've been here for six weeks and 
it's and, like, damn, this is totally fucking possible, dude. You yeah, can go anywhere and make anything happen. It's funny because when I started comedy, people were like, yo, you should move to L.A. or New York. And it's like, yeah, but those markets are fucking saturated. And you don't really have that upcoming growth. Like, I think it would be a mistake for you to move to L.A. Yeah. But, but yeah. Denver, like, people are looking for video production and social media direction and stuff like that. And Dude, yeah, it's totally. not really as available as it is, I don't think, in Los Angeles for sure. Right. Um, But it's funny because, like, you know, we met years ago. And, you know, those small little things that I tell you about of, like, this is how to like make, you know, smoking a bong easier is you get this thing that you put the lighter on the side right. and you never have to f look for a fucking lighter. Mm -hmm. All those little things is like, it's funny because when I go to your uh, apartment out in, um, are we calling that Lake West Highlands? West Highlands, right. Mm -hmm. um, it's fun to like look around and be like, damn, like my boy's been accruing some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when you stepped into the studio today, because you essentially thought we were going to film in the garage. I thought, yeah. And yeah. I just don't like the backdrop for yeah. like film Way or, like, or like Way a better. guest, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and it's more of just like a, a solo place that I can go scream and not bother the roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, like when you step down here, it's like, oh, I got, I got, I got that. I got. Yeah, this is a know, great setup, all dude. All this stuff. I Let's mean, go, I could dude. do some shit with that. Yeah, you can fucking get going. But it's all kind of like, you know, there's little things that I want to figure out as well. But, you know, in due time. But it's fun seeing, like, you know, your setup. And when you were shooting the Survivor video, like, Rachel and Connor uh, of said mentions, some, uh, something like Seduction, I was, like, showing them, like, the little first parts of the video. And Rachel, like, hits pause. And she's like you need to have Esteban help you with this. And I was like, yeah, I know he said he had some cameras. And when you whipped that fucking thing out <laughs> for the first time being on that camera, it is a little more intimidating than like per se, like a phone or like, or like a DSLR. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I was figuring it was DSLR. And yeah. so when you whipped that thing out, but it, it was kind of important because, like, I was, you could tell I was getting nervous at Chautauqua Park in Boulder filming mm. for that. Yeah. Because, oh, here's another person. And you're like, yo, there's going to be a, a, a fucking crew, like, <laughs> yeah. picking their nose watching you talk on Survivor. If you get on, like, you better be used to this. And yeah. So, you know, after a couple takes, like, I started to warm up. But, like, going back to the point, like, you got the tools. Right. You know? And yeah, man. the biggest part is like you being able to kind of throw it together, you know, and like finishing yeah. the edit, finishing. Uh, that's that's the important yeah, man. part that like, uh, I ran into this guy that was like, yeah, I have like access to all these cameras, but I just have to sign them out and we can go film whatever. But then I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't have like, you know when you were doing the Legend Shorts video? Yeah. It was like, I was like, when, when I can't see what you're seeing on the monitor, mm -hmm. I'm like, does that even look good? Right. You know what I'm saying? And right. then having that been said with this guy that like he can check out this fucking equipment how good is his stuff gonna be right you know because he might just fucking point it and then right. it's like it loses that like well yeah content kind of has that now too i don't know actually sorry to me cut you off but no it's just like your vision of what you want people to like you know time travel or go into another dimension right or right, like right. A movie you want them to see it how you see it and i think that that's aside from the editing and stuff like that you have that like initial like you know and like you're saying a lot of it's like 
um, experimental, mm-hmm. but you do have the idea of like, let me try this out. Yep. It doesn't work. Cut it. But you totally have man. all the tools. And yeah, it's now great you're, to have you're the tools. Booked, and I'm. Yeah, congratulations. I appreciate it, man. I knew you do it. It's great, man. It feels really, really good to to like have proof of concept. So I appreciate the, uh, you know, the the props for sure. And and definitely what you're saying about the tools has been interesting to see it, um, to see it all kind of evolve to see like how like how content creation is changing. You know, because like at the end of the day, I feel like content is a content creation is a business that will exist till the end of time. Like for people sure. will film the end of the world. You know, but what's the, what's happening now is the barrier to entry is super low like uh, someone can get the tools par- fairly easy right like there's a, you can get a sony a7s3 and show up and do a decent job mm-hmm. and what's happening now is like we're seeing that like it's it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting thing that's happening where people are not taking business away but people are like looking for people that are doing videos for 500 to a thousand dollars when it's like somebody that's just like oh i have a couple cameras i can make a video for you so it's been interesting seeing how things are evolving in that in that sense. I guess this is more of like a personal thing, a personal a personal like thing I've been reflecting on. But um, it's not off marker. Though. I guess what I'm saying is that you just like having the tools, having just having the tools, hasn't like is isn't just enough because I feel like there's a lot of people that just have the tools now that are not. And I don't want to say they're fucking they're not everything doing up. anything. Yeah, I mean it's just interesting to see how people because like for example, there's this company I saw them making videos on Instagram and. It's it's a person like I'm talking about who probably got paid 300, 500 bucks to do this video. And I started there. There's nothing against that, but it's just interesting to see. I don't know. I I'd, I'd, guess I'd like to see. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like I just I know it could look so much better. I'm For like, sure. damn. I think you know? I can answer that with a lot of other. That was kind like, of a nonsensical rant. I know, but it's hard to pinpoint this kind of shit because like, for example, I have a friend that has a lot of money and he just went out and bought a, a podcast studio and I helped him set it up. You know, I got him dialed in. Yep. And and he thinks like, oh, I'm just going to roll with this. But then people that aren't like necessarily like creative already, they have a hard time getting that ball rolling. Yeah. And I think with what you're saying is like, yeah, you could buy all this equipment, you know, and to a degree like make it look cool, but you're not going to make something like you would make in my opinion and that's not to discourage by any means i don't want to say don't what do I was any saying. don't do any art out there people yeah don't make art if you've never made <laughs> art before because you suck but um no i mean i feel like I, it's i didn't i feel like what i wanted to say came off a little bit negative but i guess what i'm saying is it's just it's been interesting to see how it's changed i feel like before there was a huge barrier to entry cameras were super expensive it was super mm-hmm. difficult to get into filming things especially especially it was all done on film which is super expensive so I guess like ultimately what it's done is that barrier to entry has lowered, but so it just causes people to, you have to get your chops up super high. So like you're saying, it's like you can have the tools, but you got to be able to create dope shit. And I guess that's like not even. No, but it's like, you got to know what you're good at too. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the hardest thing for me is like when people are like, what's Ritter me this about? I'm like, it's pretty much the randomness within my own mind and just shooting the shit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have the effects, you know, and, and the production and all that. But it's hard to say, like, what is it really about? Because, you know, I know what I'm good at with it, but I don't really know what it is yet. Yeah. No, I mean, you're definitely a good host. You definitely got a great presence on the uh, oh, thanks, man. On the mic. No, yeah, for sure, dude. It's definitely not easy to be like. Yo, roommate Sam. What's up, roommate Sam? Hey, roommate hey Sam. dude. It's definitely not easy to be sitting here and like hosting or something like this. So you definitely got the, the aura for it, which is great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's definitely been cool to see 
it all just evolve over time. You know, see like you do your thing and get better with comedy. Yeah. See us like here as like young men, you know. It's been a trip for sure. And it it's really, really cool has. to And this is just the fucking beginning, dude. Like Dude, it I, really is the beginning. I you feel know? like we like when this was going on, no one knew that like I had any interest in it. Now like, you know, it's been some years and people know that like the content is out there mm-hmm. and that, you know, I would love to do I'm going to do more podcasts more rapidly. I just wanted to get that survivor video out there mm-hmm. and finish one thing and that was very important to me because it was something that inspired me uh like not just making the video but like getting in shape yeah totally. for the video stuff like that like totally. that not just for the video for myself but like um once i finish that you know i'm gonna be getting out there doing more comedy and stuff like that because nice. it, it excites me but yeah, um man. it is it is a trip to see like like literally what we're watching right now to what we're at in the present. I know. And I just got off the phone with Gutos. All right. He wrote something into the show. Um, It's going to be very inappropriate. Oh my gosh. No, it's not going to be horrible. Let's hear it, Joey. Okay. Have you fully recovered from your pant pooping problem you developed from drumming? That's a question for you. And, and I want to, uh, my pant poop problem yeah so it's it's not like you're pooping your pants it's you're panting like a dog like <laughs> when, when you poop oh i'm pa- i've been i've been panting like a dog when i poop pant pooping that's what the act look it up pant pooping well i've never panted while i poop <laughs> <laughs> you haven't man one time i ate no, a whole I- block of cheese <laughs> <laughs> so i no, I, I yo i have refrained from using the fart noises cuz i think those those need to be switched out. Right. They're quality, though. They're definitely, you know. You know, I made, I'm going to do them like one last time. Do I, it. I made these really? myself. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you can hear my cheeks. Yeah. You, oh, that sounds like Ethan's, Ethan's cheeks, dude. <laughs> you did, that's with my your mouth, though. That's with your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. I almost redid it right there. That's pretty good. Thanks, dude. Uh, it's, it says follow up question. All right. This, let's see. Would you endorse a new product that's essentially a bathroom drum set that can be wheeled over one's lap like a TV tray to help someone who suffers from the same condition? Oh my God, Joey Guto! I would one hundred percent endorse that product. You are a toilet drum set, dude. One thing that uh, Daniel Tosh said that I thought was fascinating about toilets—he's like, I don't like to sit forward; I like to sit reverse on on the uh, toilet so i have a little platform and if i need to eat something eat. <laughs> oh my god that's but disgusting. it's kind of funny that we face the other way it is it is i mean maybe not i, I sit know. there and like hug that thing would be kind of fucking weird <laughs> give it a big old bear wrestle um let's talk a little bit more about stay bien what's in the future what are things that you want to um kind of i mean you talked about going after certain businesses and targeting them for certain reasons of which you thought you'd be good at it stuff like that what are things that you want to do for the future of Stabian? um yeah i think right now it's pretty straightforward man i think it's just getting more clients and doing a good job you okay. know no matter what the product it's just i you, mean I, you can find your way into it I'd, yeah i'd like to i'd like to work with primarily wellness clients people who are dentists chiropractors um, physical therapists i also enjoy working with lifestyle businesses lifestyle clients um so right now I have a pretty good idea of exactly who I want to work with and where to find these people. Yeah, um, It's just building it all out. I know what size team I need to make things happen. I know exactly um, where I want to be in about three to five years. So right cool. now it's just execution, man. There's really not much more 
we were talking about like the, the balance of thinking and doing type things. So right now, um, I know what I need to do, you know, and that it feels pretty good to know that. So I need to show up and do X, Y, and Z every day. And I know if I do that over time, it's going to just keep working, you yeah. know? So the main thing I want to do is I want to keep finding good people to work with. You know, I think that's like the most important thing for me is for sure. Making money is awesome. It was great to, you know, close a, a great deal. yesterday. have a great day, but, um, having a group of people around me who I can rely on and work with every day and trust and have fun with and have synergy friends like you, you know, mm -hmm. we're like, it's just, it, that's what makes life awesome. Cause all of us have to work. All of us have to like do things with our time and it's great to do around people you love. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So love you too, man. Yeah, man. I'll say that. Yeah. hundred percent. I love you, man. It's great. It's great to have people <laughs> that you can do stuff with. Cause it's like life is, that's what it's all about, man. It's mm -hmm. just like we, and, and unfortunately, not unfortunately, but we all do have to work a lot. I know. And I want to enjoy my work. I want to, I want to, I want people that I work with to enjoy their work. And I also want to compensate people very well for their work. So right. that's the main thing. And thankfully there's a lot of people here in town that I can rely on already. I'm um, kind of tap for certain things, but just doing good work, man. That's, that's the, the main thing, you know? Well, it's, you're living the new American dream. The new American dream is that you're your own boss. And right. It's, it's fucking terrifying. It's been like, <laughs> it's it's been like one of the one of the most difficult things honestly and and I have like some more perspective now on it and it's been super interesting like just not really you know because I feel like be, being a man is like you have to have a very good sense of yourself like a sense of being a man is you're you're confident in who you are and you're confident in what you can produce and have produced Correct. you know and I feel like the age that we just are are we are passing through and are in is like a big part of like becoming a man and I feel like I have finally gotten to a place where I feel like I can like I have things that speak for what I've produced you know and also monetarily you can look and say like okay I, I've made this amount of money and like this proves that I was doing something good but for a while it's been tough to feel like I have a good sense of myself you know like this whole entrepreneurship journey is super uncertain I've, I've, I've had no idea if it was even going to work out I'm always thinking of not always but a lot you're thinking like are people going to yeah, fucking hire me it's is going to fucking work out like I know everybody that has a business thinks that shit but it's been super nice to have like especially after yesterday honestly just like this sense of like okay <laughs> you know like this is gonna work out yeah <laughs> you know like if i just keep putting in effort and i just don't stop doing it it's gonna work out but like dude yeah the being your own boss thing is definitely interesting and i was having a conversation with my friend uh rob about this where it's like oh bob rabbit bob rabbit bob Fuck rabbit. yeah dude. yeah shout out bob rabbit and uh it's it's a trip when you when you have to like motivate yourself to do stuff every day because when you have a job like you like you have this ex ex external pressure like you have to perform or else you're gonna get fucking fired or Ex some shit, explain you know? why and what robbie's about and why he would know anything about that i think you should mention what yeah. he does rob runs a coffee shop in a, uh, in a scottsdale called echo coffee great coffee shop and didn't it start from his like charitable acts in haiti or something weird like that That was intertwined it started just with some stuff with his like him and his family like were in a position to do it and, and it worked the out beans from haiti or is that no not... he was donating a proceed of his his um his coffee to haiti he's since switched the charity that he's working with it's now the humane society that he's working with okay um, but i know he still works with people in haiti but yeah Bob, uh, robbie's a young entrepreneur and like he understands what it's like to wake up every day and like fucking yeah. not know if you're gonna that kid make is it. fucking awesome dude. yeah robbie's a trip for sure i love it's him funny because i i hadn't met him for like three or four years and like i know you guys were you know doing music with him and uh he was doing this or that with echo you know connor worked there for a little bit and it's like 
we finally met each other in person and it was like we'd always known each other just right. based off stories but i remember like joey couldn't really i was staying with joey and he couldn't i don't know if joey was there or not i, I feel like yeah he might have been i feel like i had a one-on-one with rob though um but Joey might have been there. But it was like one of the first times I sat down at Echo Coffee, had you know, had a cup of Joe with him and Joe, and um, you could just see the wheels a turning. And I was yeah. like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Man, some of the staff, dude." And I'm yeah. like, "You're gonna have to deal with that." And he's like, "I know. It's just like it fucking blows my mind sometimes, you know." Yeah. But he's a strong kid, and he he has that. He's um, made it work, man. He's got that drive that I think that we're trying to kind of pinpoint of like. Totally. You know, there is scary parts about doing your own thing and going to the own beat of your own or going to the beat of your own drum. Uh, but I think that that's what people are essentially investing in when it comes to you is like, this is going to be what Esteban wants it to be, you know, yeah. with their direction. But like, totally kidding who they're not. Those dentists aren't shooting themselves like. No, totally, on, man. Well, they, they see my work and they be like, this guy could pull it off well. And honestly, I want it to be not just me, but like the team like they trust our vision you know yeah um but yeah man robbie definitely is somebody that is very very aware of that grind of like trying to fucking make it work and honestly like i wish that more people had the option or like knew that it was an option that they could go out there and start their own business and they could go out there and make their own money places like i feel like we're not really told as young people that you can go out there and start a business like never once when i was in fucking middle school high school elementary school I mean, you go to college, you can take entrepreneurship and business, but like, they weren't like, you can start your own business. Cause honestly, it's like, I'd, it would be great if, not great, but I just thought of this the other day where it was like, it'd be cool if at one point they were like, when you enter the real world, the working world, you'll have two choices. You can work this amount a week and get paid this for sure guaranteed salary, right? Like, and just kind of not really have to worry about it. You can make a lot of money. You can make up to $250,000, $500,000, depending on what job you take. Or you can work an equivalent amount of hours, maybe even more, probably more, a lot more. Yeah. And gamble and make fucking 10 times that. <laughs> you know, like, for sure. What do you want to do? And I feel like there's a lot of people based on personality that would choose that. They'd be like, so, because like most, not most, but there's a lot of businesses that you can get, a, get away with probably making anywhere from like 30 to 60K a year and kind of survive. Whether that's like a cleaning business, bartending. honestly, content, bartending, whatever it is, like things that can get you through. But but then there's stuff that you could do that you're like actually like super proud of. Yeah, and I mean it's it, but it's just a. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is like you have to work, right? That this is sure. this is my logic. Like I have to put in the the time. I have to work. I'm gonna fucking gamble, dude, because I'm not gonna put in 50 hours a week and be capped at 100k when I can put in 70 and making 100k a fucking week. Yeah, you know, not a hundred k a fucking year, and I know that's like sounds ridiculous, but I know it's possible. I right. just had like a fucking fifteen k day yesterday, and that's like obviously after six weeks of goddamn work and like a, still a lot sooner than I thought would. To be honest, yeah, I mean, I it it was so strange how it fell into my lap, dude. And I just want to like break this down for you because it was wild, and it's funny because I've been like talking to people about the idea, not talking, more making fun of the idea of manifestation. By the way, can I hit that? This this one died. Um, so. That's that drag, baby. Wow, that's a good one. Isn't it? Yeah, I just got that one last night. So there's the, uh, you know, idea of, one second. 
there's the idea of manifestation and, and it quickly became a, cl- a cliche. I'm going to manifest this. You can manifest whatever you want in your life. If you just think about it, you can manifest it. You can make it happen. Like manifest this, manifest that. It's like, yeah, okay, that's fucking stupid. But, <laughs> but I also witnessed myself strangely manifest this. Dude, this person that hit me up on Monday came recommended to me by someone that I had no idea who they were. About, probably about eight, no, probably 12 weeks ago. I started just like putting it out there. I was like, you know what? I'm going to Denver and I'm going to work with dentists. Dentists and chiropractors, people in the wellness space, specifically dentists. I kept saying dentists, dentists, dentists. And I knew that it was an untapped market and I was like, dude, I've been getting short of breath up here in Denver. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. But I'm still transitioning. So sorry for anyone listening. It's like, is this guy dying? No, I just moved to Denver and we're at fucking mile high anyways. So And he's hitting that vape, baby. Yeah, is that is that what happens? Yeah, I think so. You definitely... You get short of breath? Yeah, it collapses your lung a little bit probably. Sick. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, dude, I started talking about reaching out to dentists about 12 weeks ago. And I got to Denver about six weeks ago and started reaching out to a bunch of dentists, a bunch of people to no avail. This person on Monday like walks into my fucking doorstep, dude. It was wild. And it's like, you could say I manifested that, but at the same time, I went out and took relentless action. I went like relentlessly towards this thing that I was already putting out there and speaking out into existence, and it happened. And like, I believe that marginally, like with a grain of salt, like manifesting things, and I spoke it into existence. But I I also like, I was talking about this thing. I was taking massive action towards it. I was reaching out to tons of dentists every Mm -hmm. day, tons of wellness people. And in my opinion, the universe's favorite form of participating in this existence is taking action. You're like moving energy around. And eventually, people talk about karma and karmic energy, but like that shit. Circle back. I mean, it kind of, you know, it was interesting to see like it kind of happened in my life in in a very real way. And it also started to put into my brain. I was like, you just have to kind of like extrapolate the time horizon which you expect things to happen you know so like hormozy says that a lot of people say that but like these seeds i'm planting might not blossom in a week or two they might blossom in six weeks maybe six months but somehow this is going to come back to me for sure so it was it was really a fucking trip to watch this whole thing take place and watch how everything has taken place in denver Um, it's funny because you're like talking about like yesterday closing the deal getting the deposit and then you're like like take a deep breath it finally happened but like now is when the work really starts you know because like you gotta dude. you gotta measure up to what you charged them and i think that that's they're getting a bargain dude i'm giving them a bargain and a half honestly they're, they're getting a brand film a couple commercials some video business cards i could have charged like three like three x for that deal and Here's i will eventually deal. i was gonna say this I will is, eventually this is the uh resume building as well is dude, that i'm gonna fucking knock it out of the park for i me. know you will it's gonna be so epic and they're gonna have no clue they're gonna be like what who is this kid like mm-hmm. not a kid i mean a young man this now but esteban motherfucker fucking Obergon baby it's gonna be great dude and honestly like they're they're they you know I don't want to talk much about the client but like they are the on the back end of their business and um I've been talking about dentists this whole time but you know anyways very interesting whatever they're on the back end of the business and dude like I I could see that opening up some doors with a lot of other practices and like it was interesting too to to have a kind of this moment of shift where Getting into this space, obviously making a commercial for North Face, Patagonia, all these outdoor commercials, like the, the fun stuff that we all want to make if we're doing cinematography or production. Sure. Of course I want to make those commercials. You know, like, of course, I'd love to work with all those companies, but I also want to build a business. And so it's hard to think in the terms of like a businessman. A lot of times the, the a business is not flashy work. For sure. And in my space, I can still do my favorite kind of work, but 
with a less flashy client, so to speak, which is a dentist or a chiropractor. It's not fucking Patagonia. Yeah, but it's also like you have the aspiration to do the Patagonia, but you're meeting something in the middle. So those dentists that are on this side of the spectrum are getting like a taste of... Because I'm, I'm super interested to see how you are going to make dentistry like make dentistry cool again you should make red bro it's it's gonna look it's gonna look super good and honestly it's i think it's gonna kind of cause like a a a little bit of a snowball through like like some like the locally because most dentists don't have most people in that space for some reason i don't think they quite need it because a lot of people work through insurance and referral and stuff like that but most of their marketing is is just not so good so yeah. It's it's trash, quite frankly. Most of the mark, I've seen some dentists that are just crushing it, and they, they, they <laughs> totally understand it. It's like this guy. It was so funny. I mentioned I mentioned the wrong name on the on the on the call on yesterday, call. dude. So I know we're kind of going on tangents here, but I'm gonna go on another. I'm gonna I'm just gonna segue. That's what we're doing. Do it, dude. Yesterday, oh my god, for the first time, I hope I'm not dying with the shorter shortness of breath thing. You know, call nine one one. No, I think it's just the fucking elevation. You know, Esteban's nervous on Ritter Me This. Um, but anyways, dude, so <laughs> speaking of getting nervous, dude, it was one of the craziest things that, that that's happened to me in a while. So um, before like my Zoom calls recently, I usually don't, I mean, I guess I deal with like anxiety, more like overthinking, whatever. Mm-hmm. I usually don't have like crippling anxiety or, or anything like that. But before my Zoom calls recently, I've been getting this like pre-call anxiety, you know, sometimes. And uh, yesterday... I started to get some pre-call anxiety and I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm gonna do some push-ups some sit-ups and I jump on the call and quickly re I guess quickly realized it started, it was going very well. And like, first of all, like I, w- I jumped on and they told me, they're like, yeah, you're on with like the three other board members and like this other person. And I was like, oh shit. I'm like, you know, basically presenting to a board of people. Didn't expect it at all. So I was talking to this one guy, Doug. And then like six minutes in when I, when I quickly, like I started a- asking them some questions and they're basically like, kind of walking into the questions, walking into the answers I want them to be saying, mm-hmm. I quickly realized they need these massive packages I'm, I'm offering. And when I start talking about the packages, I got so nervous, dude. Thank God I wasn't on video, but I like, dude, my voice started like shaking. It was crazy. I almost... On, like during your pitch? During the meeting, dude. And yeah. I, I think I did a pretty good job at um, at like hiding it, you know? Um but it was it was wild. Honestly, but it was it was during the pitch of like during the meeting, but like during your sell point. Literally, so yeah. like I, I was I was asking him. I was like, "So you need this? You need that?" And, I, and he described what they needed. And I was like, "It sounds like you need a, a brand film." It's like what you just described as a brand film. And I, he was like, "Yeah, so we need all this website new content for our website." And I was like, "So you guys need like a full workup, basically?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Okay, you want to see some packages?" And I quickly noticed that they were just doing super they, they, I mean that it was going very well and they needed what I that I what I was offering so like as I was reading through the list of the things that I was offering them? no I didn't upsell them I mean well I, technically I did but yeah. I, they just I gave them what they needed um but as I was reading through the list of deliverables bro I started to get so fucking nervous and my voice started <laughs> to shake uncontrollably I th- if I was on video I would have been like a fucking train wreck so dude it worked out and I don't think it was noticeable because it worked out but yeah um yeah, it, I think I think it was also it was interesting to like have this massive sense of relief cuz like I feel like I had so much pressure on myself to just like close something big and get something through the door like I had just closed a smaller deal with a chiropractor and like some other stuff here but getting that dentist deal was just like damn dude. Fuck I feel like yeah. I can finally fucking breathe. That's even right. I can't breathe right now. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Anything else you need to? You want to do a shout out to anyone? Your sister or anyone like that? Say what's up. No, I'm good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Are we uh, wrapping it up? I think so. Um, going to the gorillas tonight, so I'm gonna kind of start getting ready for that. Nice man. Yeah. That'd fuck be yeah, sick. dude. Um, I mean, yeah. Just shout out to everybody doing stuff, man. Fuck just keep yeah. grinding. Stay BN Films. Uh, check it out on Instagram. Uh, do you have a website right now? StayBNFilms.com, StayBNFilms, Instagram, LinkedIn, all the things. Yeah, I figured it would be StayBNFilms.com. <laughs> Spell it as fast as you can. S-T-A-Y-B-I-E-N, Films.com. Oh, Films. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Esteban, brother, love you. Thank love you for you being too, on, man. dude. Hell yeah. Appreciate it. Good stuff. And this is the outro shit, dude. Yeah.